This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. A little song request from our buddy Thrash Metal Guy. This works out well. This song is by Megadeth. It's called Countdown to Extension. And Thrash hit me up on Twitter and said, I just, you know, think that this song fits with, you know, the countdown to extinction free agency we're losing a lot of guys it's the new league calendar and i agree with thrash metal guy nice little fitting uh title track here nice song here uh to bring us in off the megadeth album like i said title track countdown to extinction there have already been some of our favorite members of the black and gold who will not be donning uh, the Steelers colors will not be repping the black and gold playing for the Steelers in 2021. Uh, well, I'm going to get to all that. We're going to go kind of through the list of who's staying and who's going and who's still out there so far. But first, as we always do in the last uh, segment of the episode here, let's get to some of your tweets. If you want to chime in, you got a couple minutes here to do so. Steeler Nation, South Mississippi says, although highly unlikely, what do you think the pulse of Steeler Nation would be if we signed Antonio Brown and Lev Bell to join Big Ben for one last ride. Whew. Now that's a question. Um, I think it would be a mixed bag of results. I really do. I think you would have 50% of the fan base who would be very excited, who would say, you know, I think a lot of people my age in particular too, you know, Steelers fans who are uh, in their 30s and 20s and 30s, it's the best wide receiver and the best running back I've ever seen play in the black and gold. Yeah, I want to bring him back. Uh, let's do it. I think you would also have a large uh, fraction of the, a large faction, I should say, of the fan base, you know, like another 50%, the other half who would say, no chance. Don't want anything to do with those guys. It was, you know, we, we didn't win any Super Bowls. We didn't make it to any Super Bowls with those guys, um, you know, being prominent roles on the team. Let's let's not look in the rearview mirror. Let's keep looking forward. I think so. Maybe the pulse from Steeler Nation would be split because, I, like I said, uh, I think half the people would love it. I think half the people would absolutely hate it. I personally, you know me, I root for the story. I mean, I want the Steelers to win every game they play in. Obviously, I am a Steelers fan. I, I want the Steelers. I want the Penguins. I want the Pirates. I want my WVU Mountaineers. I want Manchester United to win every single game they play. But with what I do for a living, with what I do for a career, you guys also know I root for the story. It's just things to talk about that make my job easier. And whew, I tell you what, A.B. and Lev coming back to Pittsburgh would certainly give me some talking points, would certainly make my job easier. They'd spoon me for some content all season long. Uh, Steeler Bomb says, Mount Rushmore of Steelers is lazy radio. I agree, Steeler Bomb. We've discussed that before. Could you do a top four role player Steelers of the 2000s? Guys not in the Hall of Fame conversation. Casey Hamptons, Ike Taylors, Heath Millers of the world. Steeler Bomb, that's a great conversation. I feel like that's something I should do in depth uh, with Mozi on Thursday, maybe. But I tell you what, you nailed it with those guys right there. Casey Hampton, yeah, heck yeah. Um, he's been a semifinalist for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I don't think he'll get in, but he is one of the most underrated interior linemen of his generation, uh, a last of a dying breed and one of those true nose tackle types. Casey Hampton was the first name that I thought about. That's the first name you listed as well, too. Ike Taylor, Heath Miller, certainly. I, I mean, just absolutely without a doubt. Um, maybe a guy like James Farrier as well, too, right, who's not going to be a Hall of Famer, but – 
just so good, so important to everything they did on defense. Brett Kiesel, Aaron Smith, a lot of guys off that defense jump off the list. Uh, maybe even Willie Parker is in this conversation as well, too. Heath Miller is certainly the guy that stands out on the offensive side of the football to me. Um, if you're taking away Hall of Fame conversation, guys, I would say that that excludes Heinz Ward, right? Because he is a true Hall of Fame bubble guy. I don't know if Casey Hampton's quite that. Um, you know, Heath Miller, James Ferrier, those were a lot of the first names that came to my mind. Good question, Steeler Bomb. And that is much better, I think, than doing the Mount Rushmore thing. Because the Mount Rushmore thing, like I said, too, part of the reason why I hate that conversation so much in this city is because you're really only debating one spot. That's it. Because three of the four Mount Rushmore spots are already taken. They're already solidified. They're already chiseled in stone. And it's Mean Joe Green, it's Roberto Clemente, and it's Mario Lemieux. So that's part of the reason why I hate that conversation, too, because you're really not arguing about the Pittsburgh Mount Rushmore or even a Steelers Mount Rushmore. Unless you want to do the do coaches count, do do they not count? But it, it you're right. It's lazy radio. But if I end up doing that as a radio topic at some time in the middle of June when there's nothing else to talk about, please forgive me. Uh, rolling through tweets here on Twitter, at Wesley Euler, if you want to join in on the conversation. Me tweets me, and he says uh, his typical three-pack of questions, as usual. One, will Devin Bush be a team MVP candidate next season? I think he's poised for a big year. I, I really do. It really felt like Devin Bush, it was all coming together for him right when he sustained that unfortunate injury in the first game uh, against Cleveland. I think he will be. I certainly think Ben Roethlisberger is going to be on the list. I think Deontay Johnson could be on the list. But yeah, TJ Watt, Devin Bush, always going to be candidates in that regard. Yes, I think Devin Bush will be a team MVP candidate next season. I hope he is too, because that would bode very well for what the Steelers want to do on defense. Question two from me, which is the most complete athlete? A, a NASCAR driver, B, a professional competitive eater, or C, a studio wrestler? Wow. I think I'm going to go with wrestler. We all know that wrestling is scripted, right? And you can use that fake term, but the hits and the lumps and all that that they're taking are not fake. When they're jumping off of ladders at 15 feet onto a table, yeah, that might be scripted, but it still stinking hurts. Uh, you know, when, when, when they jump off of a top rope and land on each other, yeah, it might be scripted. They might know the outcome, but it still stinking hurts. So I think that would be my answer. I think NASCAR, too, athlete, I don't know. That's tough, but it is, man. You gotta, it takes a special type of dude to be a NASCAR driver. It, it, the hand-eye coordination, the wherewithal, the to, to be in a car that engaged mentally for that many hours, a lot of times in very high temperatures. And, and I obviously wouldn't, <laughs> no pun intended, I wouldn't dump on competitive eaters either. Uh, you see what I did there? Uh, but I think wrestler would be my answer there. And third and final question from me, do you ever wear your clothes backwards like crisscross? <laughs> me, I'm 30, man. Um, but I will say... You know, I'm a, my, my NBA fandom has been very weird, right? Okay, so my dad is from Chicago. My dad obviously was a big Bulls fan. So when I was a kid growing up in the 90s, I loved the Bulls and Michael Jordan. My dad was from there. They were the best team in the league. It was easy, right? So I've always kind of been a Bulls fan. But, you know, when I lived in Ohio out of college, when I was working in Ohio, my first big boy job, I kind of became a pseudo Cavs fan just because they were the local team and Pittsburgh doesn't have a team. There's no direct headbutt there. And this was also like right when LeBron had uh, left the Cavs, right? And so I think it was easier to root for them. And then LeBron comes back. So it was kind of a cool story 
Then I lived in Philly for three years. My wife's from Philly. So while I was out there, we went to a lot of Sixers games. I kind of became partial to the Sixers a little bit, but they're still a Philly team. It feels wrong for me to root for a Philly team. So my NBA fandom has been really weird throughout my life, but I would say that I am a Bulls fan. I'm not emotionally attached or anything. I don't watch every game. I don't anything like that. Ever since Derrick Rose kind of blew out his knee and the Derrick Rose, Joaquin Noah Bulls phased out, I haven't been nearly as interested But I did in college have a Derrick Rose Bulls jersey that I would from time to time wear backwards, you know, in the springtime when people are out on the deck drinking, you know, cold soda pops, that type of situation. Harry wants to know, what about bringing in a quarterback that we can trust to back up Ben, like Sam Darnold or any quarterback better than what we got? Harry, in theory, I love it. They just don't have the money to do that. It's going to be Mason Rudolph and it's going to be Dwayne Haskins because a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick or even a guy like Sam Darnold, they're just not going to either have the draft capital to go trade for a guy like Darnold. At least they have the draft capital. They're not going to want to give up the draft capital to go and trade for a guy like that. And they're strapped to the cap like everybody is, but certainly the Steelers are. I'm with you, Harry. I would love to have a a guy like a, like a Ryan Fitzpatrick or a, a guy like a Nick Foles, right? Um, but I think they'll be fine with Mason and with Dwayne Haskins. And you just, you just, unfortunately at this stage in the game, you don't have that kind of money to spend on somebody in that position. Don Juan says you and Adam Crowley did a great job last night. Thanks for the magic and for giving me Alabama. Now I just need Najee Harris with the 24th pick in the draft. Yeah. So how about this? We had our, our March mania contest that we do on ESPN Pittsburgh Uh, Last night, myself and Adam Crowley, it's an hour-long show where, you know, listeners can get a team. We have a random, our promotion staff does a random list of teams. Uh, People chime in. We give them a team. The further your team goes in March Madness, you win a prize, right? More prizes. It's a simple concept. Well, Don Juan, who is our resident Steelers and Alabama fan, chimed in on the show last night. And the random generator by our promotion staff gave him Alabama. So it was magic for Don Juan last night. He gets his favorite school uh, in the March Madness tournament. Uh, and now, like he said, all he needs is Najee Harris with the 24th pick in the draft. Good stuff from Don Juan. Uh, Mr. Taylor says, I guess the body is still hung over from his birthday weekend. Now back to business. How do you feel about the Bud Dupree signing? And do you think he will live up to the contract? What's your thoughts? And as always, it's a joy to listen. Well, thank you, Mr. Taylor. I appreciate it. It's a joy to interact with you guys on the Twitter.com as well, too. I think it's great for Bud. I think it's great for the Titans. The Titans, I mean, when was the last time the Titans had a pass rusher that you remember? And I don't mean like Jadavian Clowney remembering him for being underwhelming. I mean like Javon Curse. You know what I mean? Like That was just the first name that popped in my head. It's been a while since they've had a dynamite uh, pass rusher there. It's a big contract. It certainly is, but I do think Bud will live up to it. I really think we were starting to see him hit his absolute prime as a football player. I think he's still got another two, three years of that as long as the knee, you know, is is repaired fine and everything. Um, I'm excited for Bud. I'm glad that he got the big deal. I'm glad that he lands in a good spot. Hey, we could see the Titans in the playoffs, and maybe I won't be singing the same uh, the same tune. But he got the money, and he did so with a viable franchise. That's the best of both worlds, right? If Bud got a big payday from the New York Jets – yeah, you're still happy for Bud that he got his money, but when you can get your money and you can go to a team that you know was in the playoffs last year that fancies themselves as a contender, 
that that's that's the best of both worlds for Bud. And as somebody who has family who lives in Tennessee, as somebody who has family who lives outside of Nashville, and I've been to Nashville 15 times in my life, certainly would be a really cool place to live. So big ups to Bud Dupree. I'll talk about him more here uh, when we do this full free agency gambit here in the next couple minutes. Josh chimes in on Twitter and says, I saw some reports that Cam Sutton took a little hometown discount. If so, do you think they only signed uh, him to a two-year deal so he can have a bigger payday down the road when they can hopefully afford it? All right, so let's get right into this, actually, because I've got my list here, my analysis of free agency moves. Um, Let's start with Cam Sutton because, Josh, Yes. Uh, here's what I think. Cam Sutton did take a little bit of a hometown discount. Two-year, $9 million. He could have made more. Not astronomically more. It's not like he's criminally underpaid, but he certainly could have made more than that if he would have, you know, signed elsewhere. The kicker is, though, yes, it's only a two-year deal. He's going to play behind Steven Nelson and Joe Hayden, but Joe Hayden turns 32 next month. Steven Nelson is approaching 30 as well. I think two years from now, it's that uh, that Steve Nelson and Joe Hayden are probably going to be departed from the Steelers organization. Joe Hayden will probably be retired by then. You got to think after two more years, and Steven Nelson will be at that you know in that early thirties age. He'll be hitting free agency. Who knows what that looks like? He could certainly stay, but he could certainly go. I think Cam Sutton sets himself up nicely. That yeah, he could have made more in these next two years, but. As long as he continues to improve, as long as he continues to develop, he will slot in and be the replacement for Joe Hayden and Steven Nelson. Uh, One of those two when the time comes. And I think as long as that transpires, as long as his impact is still significant on the football field, as long as he's still healthy, as long as, you know, like I said, he has taken those steps forward and has continued to develop as a player. Yes, I think in two years, when the cap is reset, when we all think Ben Roethlisberger is going to be retired so they won't be paying a big money franchise quarterback, they'll have a lot more space to work with, if you will, and I think that's when Cam Sutton could cash in on a big deal. Uh, one more chance, if you want to get those tweets in on Twitter, at Wesley Euler, let's go through the gambit here. So I'm going to discuss everybody that's been moving and shaking, right? The Steelers still have some guys pending. Pending unrestricted free agents. We're still waiting on Juju, James Conner, Avery Williamson, Big Al, Tyson Alualu, Mike Hilton, Zach Banner, Cassius Marsh, Jordan Barry, J. Roan Elliott, Chris Wormley, Sean Davis, Danny Isadora, Josh Dobbs, and Jordan Dangerfield. Those are the unrestricted guys we're still waiting on. That's 15 of them. Uh, restricted free agents, Gerald Hawkins and Ola Adani, and then exclusive rights free agents, Robert Spillane. So altogether, still 18 names tied to the Steelers. That, you know, unless it's happened here in the last five minutes since I've been on air uh, in this segment, are still up in the air. Have not left the Steelers organization, have not re-upped with the Steelers organization. But here's what we know is that Bud Dupree and the Titans have agreed on a deal. Long-term deal, $16.5 million per year. Oh, yeah. Let's go, Bud. Let's get that money. Bud goes down to Music City, gets uh, the deal that he's worth. And now the opportunity is Alex Highsmith's uh, heading into his sophomore year to be T.J. Watt's running mate. Bud Dupree to the Titans, great for him, big time long term million, uh, big time long term multi million dollar deal uh, that we all thought he was going to get before the knee injury. We were hopeful that he would still get after the ACL injury, and Big Bud cashes in, good for him. Matt Filer 
off to the West Coast. Good weather out in Los Angeles. Matt Filer signs with the Chargers. Three-year, $21 million deal. I, I, I think that's a good move. I, you know, I, I think B.J. Finney signing kind of signified the end of Matt Filer's time with the Steelers. He was going to be able to play more. Or he was he was going to be able to get paid more. Sorry, pardon me. And, you know, I think that the Steelers like to file as an interior guy, but with B.J. Finney, you get a guy who can play center as well. I think Matt Filer probably wants to be a tackle. I don't know, but I think he probably wants sees himself as a right tackle. He gets paid uh, a handsome sum, about $7 million a year, to go out there and, and protect Justin Herbert with a young and upcoming Chargers team. Good move for Matt Filer. Loss for the Steelers, not a huge loss, but certainly a loss. He's a versatile guy. He can play guard and tackle. He's been really good, but good for him. Another one of those undrafted Mike Munchak millionaires cashing in. I will say, I mean, you know, $7 million a year, that's a lot of money. It's a lot more money in Pittsburgh than it is in Los Angeles, California. But uh, but good for Matt Filer. Of all the places in the world, if I was a multimillionaire, and folks, I'm born and raised in Pittsburgh. I love it here. I've been to Ohio for work, New Jersey for work, Philadelphia for work, okay? I came back home to Pittsburgh. I love it here. But if I was making $7 million a year, yeah, L.A. would be a pretty cool place to live. Uh, Matt Filer off to the West Coast. Another guy staying in the AFC. Filer to the Chargers. The Steelers did sign Cam Sutton, and that is significant. Good deal. Two years, $9 million like we talked about. That is a bit of a hometown discount for Cam, but he sets himself up nicely with the age and the contract status of Steven Nelson and Joe Hayden that he could cash in on the back end of this short deal. Those are the, the newest moves. Now, you know, we, we, we talked about B.J. Finney, Ray Ray McLeod, um, a lot of the restructures that they've done to guys like Cam Hayward and Derek Watt. Talked about the signing of Marcus Allen and J.C. Hassenauer, um, everything with Cam Hayward and Ben Roethlisberger's contracts. So, again, that's kind of where we are right now. Still waiting on news for guys like Juju, James Conner, Avery Williamson, Alejandro Villanueva, Alu-Alu, Mike Hilton, Zach Banner. Um, But what we do know is a lot of that moving and shaking that I just uh, laid out for you there. That's how we sit today, March 16th, year of our Lord, 2021. All right, let me uh, one last check here, one last refresh of the Twitter.com, see if anybody else got some last-second uh, tweets in. They did. TC tweets, one, I scored a goal from a corner kick in my indoor league. Let's go, TC. Oh, nothing like a good set-piece corner. Were you playing Manchester United, TC? Because that's all we do is give up set-piece and corner-kick goals. And I love a little indoor soccer. Uh, TC's question, though, are they going to extend Hayden or Nelson? Feels like it should have been done already for at least one of them. Yeah, this kind of plays into the Cam Sutton thing. I'm not sure. The great unknown with all this, too, is how they feel about Justin Lane. I think we've all been a little underwhelmed by him. Not not crazy disappointed or anything like that. A little underwhelmed by Justin Lane, but again, in a very small sample size. So there is a lot of question marks in the secondary at corner. I don't think it's safety, right? I mean, you're going to have Edmonds and, and Minka hopefully running next to each other for the rest of this decade. But it'll be interesting to see what happens with the defensive backs. We all kind of assume that Mike Hilton's going to be leaving. That leaves Hayden. That leaves Nelson. That leaves Justin Lane. That leaves Cam Sutton. There's talent there. There's pedigree there. Who knows how it all plays out. But I I don't know. If they were going to extend one of them, I feel like it would be Joe Hayden just for cap purposes. 
Um, but again, we, this is this is that time of year. My guess is as good as yours. Josh uh, says, top two free agents you want to keep. I'm thinking Avery Williamson and Tyson Alu-Alu. Uh, Zach Banner would certainly be an answer for me. I, I think he can start at tackle in the National Football League. And as you've heard Motes and I discuss before, folks, um, there are more teams that need tackles than are starting caliber NFL tackles available. It's just one of those positions like quarterbacks. Everybody needs them, and there's not a ton of them. Um, so I think my mine would be certainly Zach Banner, and then now I think I would say Mike Hilton as well too, even though I don't think that's realistic. Like realistically, I think Juju's gone. I think James Conner's gone. I think Avery Williamson's probably gone. I think Al Villanueva is gone. Hilton's gone. So if I'm doing it realistically, I'd say Tyson Alualu and Zach Banner because I think those guys will be back, and I think that's attainable. If I'm just going anybody, if I'm just pew, 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 shooting from the hip, uh, give me Mike Hilton and Zach Banner. Um, but Alualu, Avery Williamson, I'd I like to see those guys stay as well too, certainly. All right, folks, that'll do it for the tweets for the episode of the Steelers Blitz today. Thanks to everybody for rocking and rolling with me. I know it was a little different today with no mozi. I uh, I tried to rope in the crowd man, our buddy Chris Carter, but those guys were too busy today. So I just kind of tapped toed around and and did the thing myself. I hope you enjoyed it. I really appreciate Josh, TC, Harry, Steeler Bomb, Steeler Nation South Mississippi, me, Dehev, Don Juan, Mr. Taylor. Uh, everybody who tweeted your questions today, I really appreciate it. And especially even more so, you know, since I'm here by myself doing this, doing this thing, you know, it's always nice to have the participation in general, uh, but even more so when I'm flying solo. So I do appreciate all you guys who chimed in and made life a little bit easier on me today. We'll be back on Thursday. Moats will be back. We'll have more moving and shaking. Who knows? Maybe Juju, Mike Hilton, those guys will have their um, next landing spots discovered or decided by then maybe we'll know about Tyson Alualu, Zach Banner some guys like that that we think should be re-upping with the Steelers as well it's an interesting time it's an interesting week the league calendar officially turns over tomorrow so you know where to find us for the best stellar talk in time he's Arthur Motes even though he's not here you know I'm still gonna give him a shout out I'm not gonna bury him like he normally does on Tuesdays when he's hosting right and puts himself before me Arthur Motes Wesley Euler this is the Steelers Blitz you know when to find us we'll talk to you on Thursday at high noon and as always on your 24-7 home of the black and gold Steelers Nation Radio <laughs>